Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back. Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. We're one week into the brand new season and we've already got lots and lots to talk about. The brand new URC Rock Nation and Jay-Z must be absolutely delighted with their investment in this new rugby product. Um, Matt, what did you think of the first uh, first weekend? Yeah, it's pretty good, man. Um, you know, I was just celebrating my birthday weekend. It was nice to see at least one of the, one of the pro teams win. I also got a little tax rebate on my birthday as well so just did you? yeah very small amount but you know um just kind of rounded off a, a quite nice weekend rugby wise well rugby wise indeed a nice little can't beat a little tax rebate alan did you did you enjoy um the first weekend of rock nations urc um yeah loved it loved it loved every bit of it i feel like everyone's kind of like really excited about the um the urc this week and it I've seen a few commentary where they're like, great to see the new format working. But ultimately, <laughs> it's got literally n- nothing to do with the new format or the new marketing. It's just, it's kind of still early autumn. The weather was quite nice and people can therefore play quite good rugby. And also we've not had it for a while, so it feels like quite new. But actually, when you look at the addition of the South African teams, they were all relatively shit. <laughs> exactly. If if the, if the new format was working, you'd expect to see competitive new teams being added as well. Not the Bulls getting yeah. beaten by Benetton. Exactly. The Emirates Lions did beat Zebra, so actually quite good for Edinburgh and Glasgow. Yeah, in there, I'm quite enjoying know. the new emerging rivalry between the Bulls and Benetton. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, yeah. These people up on the high level being like, who are these people, and why are we? Why do we keep playing rugby against them? <laughs> Did you see, which I hadn't quite realised, is that on top of the URC trophy, there's actually four shields that people are f- competing for. Oh, so no. you've got well, the I Irish it was shield. The four groups, but I didn't know. Is there an actual trophy to be won? Yeah, they've been named the Irish shield, the Welsh shield, the South African shield, and the Italian Scottish shield. <laughs> <laughs> Who is in charge of shield naming? Come on. <laughs> Jay-Z's not going to like that on the annual report. Can't, I can't wait till we just like see like the one-minute video of uh, either Edinburgh Glasgow just like 
been so proud to lift the inaugural Scottish Italian Shield. <laughs> if if they, we if also, they win it, I mean that's you know. Dodds I'm in it for silver. Dodds and some I got it into his KPI is going to get a mega bonus when either Edinburgh or Glasgow <laughs> take down the Scottish Italian Shield. <laughs> Well, we are going to come in to talk about Edinburgh and Glasgow in an awful lot more more detail. But it is not just the URC that is starting this season with a brand new sponsor from Rock Nation. The Thistle has landed an absolute whale in Citizen Ticket, and we're absolutely delighted to be working with them um, this year. So if you're an event organizer, venue, or a live stream creator, then you need Citizen Ticket in your life. It is a free self-service website that helps you sell your event tickets or live stream experiences. Scottish rugby fans will have come across Citizen Ticket already as they're providing all the ticketing for the Super 6 League and for the Edinburgh City 7. So if you've been through that, you know how seamless and good Citizen Ticket is. So if you're planning an event, use ThistlePod code. So that's a code, ThistlePod, when you create your account and you will get a reduced in-booking fee. That's citizenticket.co.uk for all your events uh, and ticketing needs. Get involved. Thanks very much to the guys at Citizen Ticket. So as well as Edinburgh and Glasgow, um, the w- Scotland's women got the weekend off to a fantastic start with a, at the death, 20 points to 18 victory against Ireland, which will see them live to fight another day. They drop into the repechage for next year's Women's Rugby World Cup. Matt, Absolutely banging to see the uh, the Scottish women uh, kick on. Yeah, incredible. And obviously, it was a, a winner takes all type match. Um, and we haven't sort of seen Scotland like come through too many of those tests in recent years. Um, and to to still be in with the chance of qualifying for the World Cup is just is absolutely massive for for the women's game. Um, and just like the the kind of courage and um, ability to convert those that that last opportunity with with Sarah Law with that. Um, last kick of the game in added time like yeah absolutely incredible proper bottle showing and now we've got this kind of quite mad but exciting sounding repechage tournament to, to look forward to yeah absolutely so it's um samoa our good friends the colombian toucans and an Asian qualifier yet to be determined i believe that's alan you'll correct me if i'm wrong that's between hong kong Japan and is it Kazakhstan? Yeah, actually, well, I saw in the rankings. I think Japan were twelfth in the rankings. Hong Kong are eighteenth, but Kazakhstan are fifteenth. Felt quite high for Kazakhstan. Never known as sort of a great rugby nation, but clearly they got a pretty like banging women's team. Um, I guess I, it's probably my my fault for not following women's rugby enough. But I just I've generally not heard their name uttered next to rugby before. Same with the Colombians, really. Um, Same with the Colombians. But then I think Scotland have got a higher ranking than any of their potential um, competitors in the repertoire. So we'll be going in as favourites. And it's interesting to see, obviously, Dodson and um, has come out today and already sort of started to chat a little bit about what sort of investment or how they might support the women's team going into um, the World Cup. Because obviously just the big issue is that when you get to the World Cup, you've got specifically New Zealand, England and France, who Mm. are ultimately all professionals. And I've sort of, especially in the last five years, probably created a bit of a gulf between them and the rest of the world. And, you know, it kind of, I think it's fair to say that they're so you aren't going to be able to make all those players professional. But I guess, you know, ultimately with, I can't, with, in the lead up to 
both kind of qualifying the World Cup, I guess, making sure that given that women is literally one of the three pillars of the new SOU strategy, I guess, making sure that they can be supported in any way they can to kind of make sure that they, they make it to New Zealand. It was, um, I saw quite an interesting thing because remember the, the Scotland had the guy, Philip Doyle, as their coach for a while. And then he had to go back to Ireland because of COVID. And he, yeah, used, yeah, to yeah. Coach Ar- he used to coach Ireland, right? And he was saying that sort of the good work he'd done at Ireland has been undone because the Irish, um, the IRFU have sort of split their attention um, between 15s and 7s and not fully concentrated on one which I thought was quite interesting. And he was actually using the Scotland example of, of how much more they've concentrated on 15s versus Ireland, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, also, shout out to Emma Wassell, who's her 50th consecutive cap for, for Scotland, which, I don't know, must be some sort of like record in general. That seems like a ridiculous streak. Phenomenal stuff. In the boiler room as well. That's not that's not fifty easy caps. And I also didn't realise that that one of the Irish replacement props is forty. Great! Oh jeez, oh, geez. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, do we know if and uh, this goes right to the heart of the Thistle's um, editorial quality? Is do we know how many repechages go to the World Cup? Is it just one? Yeah, just it's one. Usually, it's usually one. Yeah, just, yeah, it's just one. One out of the four goes, and they're the. I think they'll be the final qualifiers for the because it's a twelve-team World Cup. And where are all these games being played? Colombia Bogota away. How fucking yeah. good would that be? Bogota <laughs> and Bogota and Astana away. <laughs> that and would actually what, be and class. Higher. Yeah, got to be played all the way in Samoa, Kazakhstan, in Colombia. An absolute jet set trip. Yeah. Um, Dodson, Dod- yeah, Dodson's like, look, I'm all for supporting women's rugby, but these flights are an absolute joke. What the hell is going on? Wow, absolutely fantastic result for the women and best of luck when the repertoire comes around. Um, it's going to be fantastic. So from one, let's stick with the positives and then we'll come on to Glasgow and there obviously was some positives within that loss. But Edinburgh opening up their account at the damn health um, rugby stadium. Did I give that enough energy, I think? I'm trying to get on the payroll of damn health, I think. Um, But Edinburgh winning 26-22 against the Scarlets at the damn health stadium. Um, Kinghorn Bennett and a brace from Darcy Graham, who looked like he was on absolutely flying form. Matt, Edinburgh opening their account with a win. And, I mean, starting just from looking at the stadium, how bloody good was it to see some noise and some genuine atmosphere around an Edinburgh game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we talked about last week that it, it seems as if the setup uh, as shown during the preseason games was absolutely class. Um, and when you combine that with the the context of Edinburgh going into the season with with Mike Blair um, at the helm, this promise to play a more expansive game, and I suppose the selection of well, a you know Ben Velicott at nine, sort of the type of scrum half that the Edinburgh fans have been crying out for for a long time, but probably more interestingly, Blair Kinghorn at 10, which I suppose you're not quite sure what to expect from him, considering I don't think he's really played there since age group, but clearly that sort of set the tone in terms of Edinburgh wanting to attack, and although it was scrappy at times, the, the tries that Edinburgh did score, um, particularly those, the I'd say that the second Darcy Graham score 
which was you know basically like almost a what, second phase strike play um seemed to show like a lot more ambition than than what we've seen from edinburgh in, in recent seasons so yeah as i say things were maybe like a wee bit scrappy at points and and the, the defense was was um seemed a bit disorganized but overall obviously five points to start the season you can't really hope for much better I was a bit um I was a bit worried about that nine, ten, twelve sort of Velikol, obviously, first game, King Horn playing ten, he's there for about the first time in a long time, and then Cameron Hutchison at twelve. And actually I think Hutchison probably struggled a little bit to get in the game. King Horn was a very sort of broad mix from sort of really good to kind of moments of being really quite average. I think Velikot, probably outside of Darcy Graham, was the real the real standout from the match. And, you know, I think he not only did the basics really, really well, both in terms of distribution, but also his kind of um, box kicks were really good. But then just, there was about, there was two, one tap and go from sort of inside the 22 where he made about a 60 metre break. And then one sort of pick up from the, from base of a ruck where he sort of sniped. And it just sort of showed potentially what um, kind of a, a quicker, more sort of attacking scrum half might give Edinburgh this year. And, and some really interesting and, and nice touches from um, from Mark Bennett as well, Matt. Fantastic to see him looking sort of back properly fit and um, in a system that seems to be working for him. Yeah, well, once again, I, I've always been a big fan of, of Mark Bennett. Um, and I think that, you know, due to a combination of injuries and the style that Edinburgh have played in, in recent years, not quite suited his game. and He's, he's never managed to like put together just a string of um consistent performances or being able to just um keep churning out appearances so but we just know that when he when he is fit he's he is a smart player who can hit good lines and he seems to be in really good nick at the moment so he's he's a guy who i'm sure that like if he can have just a consistent run of appearances like probably gets on the scotland radar actually after a, a good season i reckon what do you think the the logic was of starting Kinghorn ahead of you know Jacko was was on the bench? I think Chamberlain and Severe are are available. Clearly, Blair has opted to go for what is ultimately not a recognised ten to sort of start in that position. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think probably first and foremost, it's. I think his style, which is more ball in hand, attacking the line, his ability to actually make breaks and to beat a man is in keeping with this Blair style wherever you want to call it that we probably expect come to expect from Edward now um, and I, I just get this feeling that like the overall SRU the top coaches so, so Townsend Blair etc just do not rate Yako at all um, and we saw that with the few times that he was involved for Scotland he was sort of dumped quite quickly um, and I just wonder if they've just decided that he's he's a solid player, but but very limited ultimately, and that they can't really like he's got his ceiling, and there's not much he can do beyond that. Which, yeah, is, is a pretty big statement, I suppose. I, w- I would say that I think you know Kinghorn has been sort of berated quite a lot for not being a good enough sort of distributor, or at least being a little bit selfish. At, at 15. And, but one of the things I think he did show at the weekend is when he does get his passing game going, he is 
he, he is a really good passer of the ball, you know, really taking yeah. it flat to the line and kind of firing it right across that defence, you know, for where I miss, miss one or miss two, which I think people like Jacko maybe struggle with, especially kind of taking it hard to the line. Like Blair Kingorn is such a threat in attack that he does just suck in a lot of defenders. And there was one or two times where if he does get that half break, he is just such a strong guy that a lot of the time he can get that offload away as well. And so if you've got people like Bennett, as you said, or Darcy kind of running off his shoulder, it's, um, it's a pretty dangerous threat. I quite liked it. I'm, 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 I'm on the, you know, I've, I've been a big Blair Kinghorn at 12 man for a long time. And, and I've been waiting to see if anyone else will, you were the first me. and only person to say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> a genuinely unique thought in, in, a, in a world of people making, you know, like just stealing stuff. It's a genuinely unique well, idea. There's, ve- there's very few genuinely unique good thoughts, but there is a lot of genuinely unique terrible thoughts. <laughs> and I think that might fall into the latter category rather than the former. Um, but I, I quite liked him playing at 10. I think, you know, as I said, it was with kind of a 9, 10, 12, 13 combo, really, which had never really played a game together. There was always going to be issues, but I thought there was enough there that I think Edinburgh should, potentially with James Lang coming in at 12, I thought potentially Lang looked like a little bit of a step up from Hutchison. But I, I think there's enough there to kind of continue with sort of the King Horn experiment, at least for a few more games. Well, we've got uh, Benetton away in the first genuine head-to-head of the uh, Scotland-Italy Shield um, this weekend. Matt, Edinburgh must be absolutely gunning from two from a two-from-two start. Yeah, I, I, definitely the aim, right? Um, I mean, Benetton are the reigning Rainbow Cup champions. The so, only, probably the only ones yes, in history. Yeah, I don't really know. I kind of said that in quite a, an ambivalent Oh, sorry, ambiguous tone, rather. I don't it's going to be retired. I don't know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that although Scottish teams have somehow, sometimes made hard work of those Italian sides away from home, I think there was, en- there was enough in that performance that, that there was like a buzz around the Edinburgh team and getting the win as well um, just kind of obviously adds to that momentum. Um and and maybe you'll get the return of a few. I don't know if, if Watson will be allowed to play or will come to consideration. Um, but it kind of feels like you could refresh that pack slightly, make a couple of changes, maybe bring in someone like VP Nell or um, a Toulouse or a Hodgson and still be reasonably confident of Edinburgh getting the win. thought, um, just kind of thinking about that pack, felt like Mata last year was a, a bit of a shell of himself and... He wasn't massively standout, but he had a few sort of key moments where he was really sort of looking quite energetic and really kind of getting about and putting in a big work rate, which I think was was really good to see just because ultimately he is just, he's just such a unique and when on form, just sort of destructive player, right? And I think if he um, if he can get some of the form he had sort of 2018, 2019, then, um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling quite positive about Edinburgh after this match, actually. And what, one other one other piece of um, Edinburgh business where we go, um, people that read the newsletter might have seen um, or follow Edinburgh Social that they're giving their players the chance to name the song that they want played after their if they score a try. Alan, what 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 do you reckon you would you would want if uh, you touch down at the damn health stadium? 
rap, rapper's delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. You know, you know that's my tune. <laughs> that, is, that is actually that's that screams you. <laughs> after, after every try, I'm just going to do the full 14 minute version straight into the camera. <laughs> Matt, have you got any, got any thoughts? I'm just looking at some of the tracks that the players have chosen. I, I quite like Connor Boyle with the Batman theme song. It's quite good. That's quite good, isn't um, it? In fact, I think actually my favourite is Luan De Bruyne is I'm So Humble by the Lonely Island. Yeah, that is I very love that. Good. That is very good. That's do... so good. <laughs> that is very good. He's done quite well. I'm not entirely sure who Nathan Sweeney is, but Miami by Will Smith is an absolute banger, to be fair. <laughs> I, can see, I can hear that absolutely going off. Does, um, does, does Mark Bennett have a kick? If he doesn't have a kid, I think choosing You're Welcome by The Rock, which is part of the Moana soundtrack, is quite a weird choice, which I do. I, I have listened. It's probably the song I've listened to most this calendar year, but I still think it's quite a weird, weird choice for your um, for your try song. This, or it's really smart, because if you think about the demographic of Edinburgh fans, it's probably quite a lot of that young father sweep in that sort of mid to late 30s going down there. And then just like it absolutely pop off. Everyone, everyone will go nuts for it. Oh. Anyway, very nice little, um, very nice little uh, initiative, and uh, certainly looking forward to hearing um, "Hypnotized" by Biggie Smalls um, ringing out at the uh, the ERS. Come on, Sam Graham's Law. Um, down the uh, well, not the other side of the uh, the MA or the other side of the Irish Sea. Um, Glasgow went down thirty five twenty nine to Ulster on the first day of this season. Really, really interesting and fun game uh, to watch. Glasgow scorers, George Horn back doing what he best. Um, uh, Hooker Johnny Matthews um, with a brace and uh, Jamie Doby getting another one there. Uh, guys, what did you make of this one? Alan, is this a a bad start for Glasgow or do you think they showed enough promise that they, there's going to be something there for them this season? So, sorry, quick detail. Glenn Young's song is Sexy Boy, Shawn Michaels. Like, is that the WWE? <laughs> yeah, like, it's his entrance yeah. music, yeah. Oh my God, that is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could that actually is... talk about, I think we could actually talk about these songs for a whole episode. They're, I'm just looking at it now. It's just, it, they're amazing. They are actually made. George Taylor pour the milk. I want to know what that song is. Never even heard of it. <laughs> There's a high Mata percentage is, um, of things I've got no idea of. Mata is Warrior of Love, and it says the artist is Fiji. But, oh, I you know. know. I didn't see that. <laughs> I want to know. You know, I need to need to Google that. See what that song's all about. Do, do quite like that. Pierre Showman has bought into the nickname we gave him, and he's chosen the greatest show from the greatest showman. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much for that one. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. One hundred percent online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's Chico Time by Charlie Sheila is also quite, quite nice. Fred, Freddie Oosley is going for that like a G6, like a G6. You remember that song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a really like terrible dance beat from like 2010. Um, so yeah. I it, yeah, I'd Pierce. love to know... Pierce Phillips is Man I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. What, yeah. What's he, what's I quite the like message that. there? It's, you know what? It's, it's actually a, a really tune. great song. Mm, <laughs> I'm with Pierce Phillips again. Love to, know who, love to know who he is. <laughs> Pierce. Maybe he's won a competition to choose a song or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah. do, we'll, this is why people have got like Patreons. We could do like a separate episode, you know, dissecting every single one of these. But um, can I trouble you for an answer on Glasgow Warriors, Alan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apart from, I think the worst song is Charlie Surveyor, <laughs> I, I Got a Feeling by Black Eyed Peas. I really hate that song. It's very basic yeah. as well. It's, it's very, very basic. I think maybe if we do a bottom three and top three for next week, but I think that's very much my, my bottom <laughs> my bottom tune. Um, yeah, Glasgow. I don't know. I think there's like a lot of people who came out of that being like, oh, we have the chance to win it. And obviously, um, you know, there was a lot of sort of basic mistakes that Glasgow did. And obviously Ross Thompson got charged down. Ultimately, I think 90%, maybe plus of Glasgow fans, if they were offered two points before that match, sort of a way to, to also prob- probably would have taken it. And I actually think yeah. ultimately... You know, obviously it's gutsing to not get the win and there's probably not enough there to be like super positive about the season. But at the same time, I feel like there's enough there to be like, look, Glasgow are clearly in a relatively good pace, place. I think there's enough in that pack to show that they're probably in a stronger position than they were sort of 12 months ago. And I think maybe as they get a few of the, a couple more of the Lions boys back, plus kind of the people that are injured, I think you know, they've got a team that's probably good enough to challenge the rest, any of the other teams on their day. Absolutely, and a, 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 break, a breakout performance um, from Rory Darge, named Man of the Match. 13 carries, 11 tackles. He hit 37 rucks as well. Um, Matt, impressed with him and that sort of, the makeup of that back row, if you consider sort of the Darge, Dempsey, and then Ryan Wilson, is quite, it's quite interesting. Yeah, and once again, I think that Matt Ferguson, when he comes back in, will, will yeah. add a lot to that um, and, and probably take the place of, of Ryan Wilson. Um, yeah, Darge is just carrying on his form from, from last year. And although a lot of people, I think, are saying, well, why was he languishing at, at Edinburgh for so long? Um, you know, ultimately, he the back row field there was really competitive. And I don't think anyone quite realised how good he would be and how quickly he would seemingly mm. take to professional rugby um and yeah overall it's just it's encouraging that 
those young guys who did do so well last year um, seem to have just, um, you know, carried on from from that good form, um, which maybe shows that like it, it's not a flash in the pan and these guys have got real quality and the people that you can build the the team around. Um, and it, it was just it was nice to see particularly like Jamie Doby who maybe didn't get as many chances as he would have liked last year coming on and, and playing really well. Um, I think like Thompson getting charged damn disappointing, but it's probably like the first proper mistake he he's made. Um, and maybe the same with Cole Forbes with mm. that that penalty, the the yellow card, and but then the mistakes that they'll they'll learn from that they they need to make, and it's it's best that they're making them sort of early um, than than later, I suppose. But yeah, I agree with Alan that if you'd said two points um, away from home in it with the last play of the game. Uh, most Warriors fans would have taken that. Yeah, particularly as they're coming up on a uh, back-to-back at-home games at Scottsdale against the Celsius Sharks and the Emirates Lions. I'm doing all the sponsors in case anyone's listening and they want to sponsor the pod. Um, coming up back-to-back at Scottsdale. It's the first time Glasgow played at Scottsdale um, since way, way, way long ago. So it's a massive day for the club. Um, Alan, you think they'll be confident of um, a little brace of victories against the new South Africans? It'd be a real shock if Cell C came in with a sponsorship package of the pod. I reckon. <laughs> I think South Africa is actually one of our bigger demographics outside of the UK. Yeah, no, no. Cell C, if you're listening, I can send you a breakdown of that. Although to be fair, you know, given the fact the other one is Emirates, I think UAE is actually probably slightly larger. Got got that sort of expat community. The Dubai expat community, yeah. The Embers, Embers want to tap into sort of the, yeah, that sort of core sort of breakfast brunch sort of Scottish expat group. Yeah. Then we're here and re- waiting Stu- for you. Stu- Stu- Stumel FPs brunching in Dubai. <laughs> that is, we, have got, we have got that market fucking cornered. <laughs> um, but no, look, I think ultimately given the sort of South Africa results and the fact that they're not going to have any of their na- internationals back until what well, after the autumn internationals, then I think Glasgow probably going to be looking for two, two bonus point wins. And probably I'm not sure what didn't look like Duncan Ware's injury was particularly um, massive, but probably looked maybe start sort of Ross Thompson, I would say sort of going into the, the next two games at home and just sort of keep, Duncan Ware on the bench probably either sort of to help sort of close out matches if they're getting a little bit close absolutely two, two oh, go ahead. I, I quite liked all the debutants as well and thought that although I think two, two Pelosi could have added a little bit more like a few more involvements like just his his run over Balakuni like just showed what he's about when he gets a bit of space so mm. um, yeah I think they're encouraging signs overall how sour would you be if you were that lad isolated Tupelo oh. too. He at no point was considering stepping or going or like trying to do like a sort of swerve around him. There's like very sort of ten meters out. Just was like, yeah. I'm going to destroy you. And to be fair, that's exactly what he did. Yeah, he got line, like, lined up and absolutely filled in. Tupelo's got a lot of weight in the sort of thigh and hip region. So it's like you've really got to go low if you want to take him down. His quads are his, an um, absolute joke. His uh, his. There's like a Warriors Weekly uh, YouTube they did yesterday that I watched the build up to preseason stuff. His uh, his facial hair 
is an absolute marvel. It's kind of like a <laughs> like a kind of like Egyptian pharaoh's like kind of tough like coming out of his chin. Like but then he shaved and he's kept his mustache but then he shaved absolutely everything else. So but it but it's not on closer inspection it's not actually that good a job. So it's like a, a wee bit messy but yeah, got to respect it. Pharaoh pharaoh casual. Yeah, exactly. Pharaoh on a day off when he's just like chilling. <laughs> Not done. Not done his full gear. I'm just looking. I'm looking ahead at their their fixtures. They've got they've got the South African teams and then uh, and then Zebra. So you know, obviously, without getting ahead of ourselves too too much, there is you know off the back of a good a good showing at Ulster, um, there's an opportunity for them to really sort of use the next three matches to to kickstart the season before welcoming um, Leinster to Scotston um, towards the end of uh, towards the end of October. Does anyone anyone else impress you in the in that Glasgow performance, Alan? Um, so I think Jack Dempsey sort of keeps sort of managed to show kind of enough of what he's about to kind of get yeah. me pretty excited. And I think you know, match right, it feels like potentially Dempsey maybe moves to six and Ferguson goes in at eight with Darge at seven when um when everyone's mm. fit. But Sam Johnson probably looked like he. It helped him kind of having the whole sort of summer off kind of looked relatively sharp. And I think he was kind of a bit off the pace at this sort of, especially during sort of the Rainbow Cup last year. I think probably the the main, the more, the bit that probably didn't kind of fire, but I'm still massively excited about is that back three of mm. Kyle Stain and Rufus McLean and then obviously Cole Forbes at fullback. Um, I think I've still got a, I still think there's a good mix of both kind of speed, power and skill. And hopefully maybe with sort of zebra and sorry, zebra sharks and, and the lions get a bit more ball in hand for those guys in space. I think they could do quite a lot of damage. Cole Forbes just loves like a very early, really cynical yellow card though. <laughs> it's like oh. dived at the line, just like smashed the ball down. <laughs> Surely his minutes per red card are the worst of any other any Glasgow <laughs> representative so far. One hundred percent. Kevin Miller, if you're listening, let us know. Must be. Absolutely um, loves it. <laughs> but no, I think it's uh, it'd be good to see, kind of see those um, that back three get a bit more game time. And actually, and obviously we've chatted about Josh Mackay, who I saw was getting a bit bit more of a game time for the for Canterbury last weekend against Southland actually um, and in attack especially still looks like you know he's pretty pretty fire so no looking forward to it it's always this lovely this lovely part at the start of the season when the weather's not completely turned there's lovely flowing rugby being played in Europe you know you're getting tries the Scottish teams haven't looked that bad yet Oh. No, no, no big injuries yet. No, this is the this is the real time. It's your it's your neck of the woods, Matt. But it feels like you know, we talk about wanting sort of summer rugby. It feels like Mini Murrayfield at the Dam Health Stadium in the summer that just be such an unbelievable setup. You know, it's relatively open, like it's you know not too big, but also at the same time, so December January time that. That part of Murrayfield gets like pretty horrific wind, oh, yeah. pretty open. <laughs> it's going to be so bleak on a Friday night. I mean, those back pitches get seriously cold. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. There's part of me that 
kind of hopes they don't have that many. Yeah, Friday night in Murrayfield is, is all right. <laughs> but it feels like a Friday night in December, January, February on those back pitches, it's going to be a relatively bleak kind of spectator experience, especially given the fact that obviously with those temporary stands, you are relatively open to the elements and those mm. pitches are sort of quite bad for, for wind and, and rain and just generally being cold. So obviously it's all, it's all fun and games now. But, um, you know, when it gets to sort of a bleak sort of Friday night in the in the mud, I'm not sure exactly how great it's going to be. And it's interesting. I did see sort in of the mud, um, eh? in the mud, in the mud at the damn house stadium. I hate play. I used to hate playing in mud so much. <laughs> there's, no, um, there's no, there's no mud. There's though, no mud. So at the it's an artificial pitch. Oh, whatever. You know. Yeah. Or it's Costin. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, I would say that by, by that point, um, the Rock Nation agreement, like all the sponsorship, yes. etc., will be will be fully embedded in. So by December, you're gonna have, uh, like the the damn health stadium. You're gonna have the Bud Light stand, and then you're gonna have you're gonna have Fat Joe like pre-match uh, show right in the center of the pitch. And if that's not enough to warm the cockles on a cold December day, then I don't know what is. <laughs> there was that great fifteen. 15- the the sort of news site article talking about Rock Nation when it was like Rock Nation have done this this and this and they were like some people are making jokes about Jay Z and Fat Joe but now is not the time for cheap gags what the hell are you talking about <laughs> of course it is <laughs> it's really so good it's like when Jay Jay Z's next world tour it's not to like sort of Miami it's to like Raven Hill he's going to play the sports <laughs> ground at Connor. He's gonna go. He's gonna go and like play in Palmer at the Benetton Stadium. It's unbelievable, <laughs> mate. Not a time for cheap gags, Dave. Come on. L- luckily enough, if the last five years of this podcast has taught us anything, there is always a time for cheap gags. Potentially built and off in, gags. Until they do anything, I will continue to make fun of the Rock Nation partnership. And that's a guarantee to all the listeners out there. That's what you can get expect when you come here. <laughs> um, any other business, lads? I think we've probably covered it off mostly, haven't we? I did see um, there's quite a few Scots playing for the GB7 team out in, yes. out in Canada. There was um, Max McFarlane, Robbie Ferguson, Ross McCann, etc. All um, Kelly. Yeah, Paddy Kelly. Um, I only managed to get through half the final on YouTube before my work internet went down. So I actually don't know whether GB or South Africa won the final. <laughs> I think, oh, I don't know, actually. Sorry, I'm just actually on the Rock Nation site because I, I I thought the Fat Joe <laughs> thing was a joke. I thought the Fat Joe thing was maybe a joke, but he actually is he is signed up to their label. <laughs> yeah, he is a client. <laughs> yeah. As is Christina Aguilera. Um. Well, they've got they've got others. a very impressive roster, and they've got. Fat Joe is impressive, is he? Um, I, I don't know. It's not my it's not my strong area. They've got a guy called Kez, like K E S. Do you think that's? I think we're showing uh, our age here, lads. Do you think that's named after um, the the Barry Hines book about the the, the Barry, Ken Lo- yeah the Ken Loach film the, yeah Wait, Ken Loach film yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it probably inspired by the by um the Bo Selector sketch. Of Craig yeah. David. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, guys, I think we're I think we're veering. Just, uh, I think we're sorry, veering just, for us dangerously off topic. Do you want to do? I, quick I want. I want. I want to listen to this guy called Mustard. I like his name a lot. 
Alan, you were about to introduce a conversation about the Super Six. That sounds that sounds good for a rugby podcast. In, in, I know it was. I'm stealing your phrase, but Super Six is super great, isn't it? No, it is. It's good. It's really it's like good. A, it's like 196 points across three games this weekend, mm. and is only showing the benefit of summer rugby. <laughs> yes, how much better yeah. it is. And um, did you see um, the the clubs at the AGM? Or I don't know, AGM. Uh, yeah, there was a vote against, like whether to to keep or scrap Super Six, um, and they've kept it by a pretty decent majority. Oh, I see, seventy-two to forty-six in favour. Dodson um, had enough uh, on enough people to get that through. But it was interesting. I think he was he was basically saying that he wants to to almost expand the Super Six. Well, there's um, always been talk of making an eight, hasn't there? I think, Can well, yeah. Chat about think, up to 10 now. Is it? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, was, I think there's been chat about expansion, but not as explicit as, as on this occasion. Um, well, it is desperately missing a Glasgow team. I think it's missing a, a kind of Midlands Caledonia team as well. Yeah, great. Now, now, whether, you know, there's like the practicalities of, of both the Glasgow and, and Midlands Caledonia team, but if, if they could get them and like get enough players, mm. then. I think that could only be a good thing. I reckon there's probably room for one more Morningside-based team. <laughs> just, I just think EH10's not being served properly by the Super 6 yet. What's the what's the closest team to Watsons and Barramuir that we could sort of get in just to make it as close as possible? About as close as possible. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's No, I mean, Curry's not very close to that at all. Curry's yeah. still like... In like a reasonably similar catchment area. Yeah, I mean, I still feel bad for Curry. They went, they've rebranded and everything. Yeah, they they did everything to market themselves. They did everything right, and they were just like, "You are not within fifty minutes of." Who, who, who knows if the Curry Chieftains is now problematic, and they'll have it's to they'll have to be cancelled, and that's why that's why they wasn't they weren't chosen. But the, the Super Six, like the, I say, the overall. Coverage of it has been really good as well. The highlights and the uh, the Premier Sports stuff and the stuff that ASRU is doing with the Twitter highlights, etc. It's been really good. Feels it just feels much more professional, much more sort of um, thought through this time around. Maybe the, the pandemic gave them an opportunity, some pause for thought. I just think the mm-hmm. access to the um, highlights and the quality of the filming and everything like that. And I, I mentioned it in today's newsletter. And if you haven't signed up to that, that's on Substack. Um, Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast, but it seems, and maybe it's just because it wasn't promoted as well, but the 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 wider squads at Edinburgh and Glasgow seem to be putting their players out to play more. Um, I think Glasgow had eight lads out playing this weekend, so that's you know that's great. That's what it's meant to do. So you know, I'm I'm feeling maybe it's just this late September air, but I'm feeling positive about it all. Apart from the fact it's like finished in a couple of weeks and. There's yes. nothing planned for the rest of the rugby season. <laughs> and they're not allowed they, to play for any of the Prem clubs, supposedly. Well, that was yeah, the that, chat that was flying around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But are they still, oh, well. still going to do the, um, like the cross-border game? Not cross-border. The games against Wales. I, I don't think there's been anything the teams, ex- explicitly agreed for this season. I don't know if there's issues with COVID or... Um, whether they're still sort of in negotiations, but there's definitely nothing, to my understanding, agreed 
for for this season. And I think within a month or so, at the moment, there's nothing else planned for the Super Six teams, which seems kind of. I'm sure that's mm. not obviously going to be the actual case. And I'm sure potentially if cross border games don't come in, they'll either do Super Six Part Two, Super Six Rainbow Cup, maybe trying to spill yes. the season. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure there's people sort of working on it as we speak. I, I just don't know how much appeal the cross, like the Welsh Scottish games, have. Like, how much do people in Scotland really care about seeing like Sterling versus like Pontypri or Bridgend? Maybe more than I. Yeah, I think it would just be. I think it would be to play against a higher level of opposition that isn't fully pro. I think it would be a good test of like those Super Six teams. Yeah, no. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they would do in the BNI Cup now. Like, it would be nice, it'd be, uh, be interesting if they could try and mm. rejuvenate that. How how far off is you know someone like an a- really like an I'd love to see an era of the Knights against kind of a middle lower championship side to see kind of what how they sort of stack up. I think they'd do okay, you know. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I think I they'd think do okay like, against London Scottish or something. Yeah, I think they probably struggle against like Ealings, for example. Yeah, but yeah, I against like, London Scottish, Nottingham, etc. I think they could definitely do a good, um, a good, mm. a good, good turn. Well, we will see. So, I, I presume the Super Six, as you say, on that that plan for the rest of the season is going to be promoting itself from the back of a fag packet onto a onto a, a serious plan and announced very very soon. So, we look forward to hearing from that but we will be back um next week um hopefully with a bag full of uh pro team victories to talk about but until then please do keep in touch with us on twitter that's at thistle rugby pod follow us on instagram thistle underscore rugby underscore pod subscribe to the newsletter on substack thistle scottish rugby um podcast and get Get yourself onto iTunes and leave us a review. We will read it out on the show and it helps others who do not know about the pod yet find us. So that's on iTunes. Give ourselves a five-star review. Um, and that's it for another week. And we will speak to you very, very soon. Thanks very much. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.